We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. It's time for the best of the Joe Show. We're nightly from 6 to 7. We run back some of the best audio that you hear on this radio station. We like to get our day started with Joe Rose Show from 6 to 10 a.m., followed by the Dan Lebetard Show from 10 to 1, from 1 to 3 it is Stephen A. Smith, then Hawkman and Crowder from 3 to 6, and we're back right here with the best of the Joe Show. I'm Dan Day, and let's do some headlines. Illness sidelined Ryan Fitzpatrick today at Dolphins practice. Coach Flory says this will not affect the quarterback competition between Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, but Rosen may see more snaps Thursday in the team's final preseason game against the Saints in New Orleans. Be sure to listen to it here on 560 The Joe WQAM. Despite allowing double-digit sacks this past weekend versus Florida, Miami's coach Manny Diaz says he will not make any changes to the offensive line between now and the team's next game Saturday, September 7th, against North Carolina. In referring to the O-line, Diaz says, these are our guys. In his first game back from the IL, Marlins pitcher Pablo Lopez threw five innings, giving up four earned runs in a loss to the Reds 6-3. The two play again tonight here in the 305. First pitch is at 7:10. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has publicly backed Andrew Luck's recent retirement. Despite supporting Luck's decision, the All-Pro QB says he has no plans on calling it quits anytime soon, but does feel the Colts fans' boos this past weekend directed at Luck were disgusting. Jeremy Lin has signed a deal to play next season with the Beijing Ducks of the Chinese Basketball Association. Last year, Lin won an NBA championship with the Raptors, the Heat. They opened their 2019 campaign October 23rd versus the Grizzlies. And now, let's step into the day spa. (sighs) Liga MX's Puebla has announced if they lose Thursday's home game to Juarez, then fans will get free beer the following home game against Atletico St. Louis. Never have I ever cheered so hard for Juarez or for a Liga MX game for that matter. Also, an Oregon woman was recently rescued from a septic tank after falling in and being trapped in raw sewage for days. This is a literal case of having a beep week. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Today's forecast, it's rainy, temperatures in the 80s. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in nightly high hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for more info. You know, Tuesdays around here at the radio station, they're Jersey Tuesdays. If you want to see what jersey I'm wearing today, it's real simple. Check out my Twitter page, at DanDayRady. I'll tell you what jersey I am not wearing an O.J. Simpson throwback jersey. I don't think a lot of people are wearing those these days. But Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, Biff, the whole team in the mornings, they are all aboard O.J.'s Twitter rants. Today they take a look at what O.J.'s doing on Twitter. He's killing him in fantasy football, plus some head games with O.J. versus Joe Rose. Oh, my gosh. O.J. Simpson in fantasy football. It's the first time in years. 
that he's been part of a fantasy football, and he, and he yeah. loves Twitter. I mean, he is – this thing is like – he found a Twitter new toy, world. man. He, he is all jacked up. Hollywood, what do you, what do you got? And, and we're I'm dying to find out. I'm dying to oh, find be careful, out be careful. Nicely Don't say who, he, uh, yeah. who he's taking with his first couple of picks. Let's go right to the man himself then. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. Well, we completed our draft this week, uh, not without a little angst and a little drama. Uh, I had the first pick, and I finally had to succumb to uh, conventional wisdom and go with a running back, uh, Saquon Barkley, my favorite player, incidentally, instead of Mahomes. Uh, by the time it came back to me, all my studs from last year were gone, but I was able to get Michael Thomas from uh, New Orleans. Man, that was a treat. Then I had a little decision to make. Uh, I wanted Nick Chubb running back from uh, Cleveland. I think he's going to have a monster year. But when are you going to be able to get Antonio Brown, that talent, in the third round? And with Helmut Gate gone, I took Antonio. By the time it came back to me, I wanted to short my runners. So uh, as a rookie, uh, rookies who hit the ground running are running backs, uh, pun intended. So I took Josh Jacobs of the Oakland Raiders. And then I took Andrew Luck, and at this point, Oof. I am smiling like the cat who ate the canary. Uh, that changed. By the time it got back to me, we had learned that Luck was retired. I was a little pissed off and a little sad, pissed off, because I wish that would have come out an hour earlier, and sad because the game was losing one of the great players and nice guys. Take a year off, vacation, come back to the game, Andrew. Then uh, uh, I was lucky. I was able to get Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, who I had both of those guys last year. Uh, and then on the switch around, the three tight ends were gone. So I was able to get Jared Cook. And I figured if Drew Brees could make uh, Jimmy Graham look like a Hall of Famer, so could he do that wow. with Cook. In any event, the rest of my draft, uh, well, you're going to think I'm crazy as a hoot out. I think I might be a savant. We'll talk about that later. But for now, I think I'm going to be tough to beat. I'm just saying. Take care. Well, what what what'd you think about he fantasy took, football perspective? Did he say Andrew Luck in the third or fourth, fourth round? Fourth, his first three and picks. Matt Ryan was the next round. Well, yeah, I mean it depends on what kind Why? of league he's in. He might be in a two quarterback league. I don't know if that's the case or not. Surprised if, if to not, see Matt Ryan go after the year at, he just yeah had. he had a good year. His first three picks though, if you took Saquon Barkley and then you got Michael Thomas and Antonio Brown on the on the kind of wraparound there, I would say his first three rounds he got an A plus. He, had, he did well. He, he had a little time to work on this. Right, yeah. And then, and then Andrew Luck. Of course, got, he's retired you know. now, so he got a little right, more time. Right. All right, so so what's been the reaction? All right, so first off, I, t I had the same thing in my draft. I had the first pick, and I got Barkley, and then it came back, and I got Antonio Brown, so I have like the same team. But you didn't OJ get here. Michael Thomas. No, like, I got Keenan Allen, so we have a very that's similar weird. draft yeah. strategy and yeah. team. So. Yeah, you're both cutthroat. Yeah, great minds think alike. Yeah. Um, so he said, fantasy football draft recap, I think I'm going to be tough to beat. That was OJ's tweet along with that video. Here are the responses. That team is going to murder people. <laughs> OJ, my be. kids watch your videos every day. Best follow on Twitter. What's your team name, the Nicole Browns? Oh. <laughs> God. So God. I thought it was going to be nice for a second. You meant the kids like following you, and then you went there. The Nicole Browns. God. That Jeez. coffee looks hot. You should wear those leather gloves for when you killed Ron and Nicole. <laughs> Please don't kill Andrew Luck. You beat the case, you can beat the competition. <laughs> nice to see you back in the public eye. It's almost like you never mercilessly slaughtered your wife and Ron Goldman. At Saquon, the juice just picked you first and said you're his favorite player. Better have a good year. You don't want the juice cutting you from his fantasy team, of course. 
Uh, Not as tough to beat as your defense team. (laughs) (laughs) Fortune teller in 1993. Next year, football player O.J. Simpson will murder his wife and another man with a knife and get away with it. Then in 25 years, we'll all talk to him on our telephones and mock him with jokes over it. Oh, God. (laughs) Good God. Very creative. What's the buy-in for your league? And if you win, do you get to keep the money or does it go to the Goldmans? (laughs) Oh, God. Wow. Holy moly. He grips that cup like it's a murder weapon. Did you draft the defense? Yours in the 1994-1995 season was really, really good. (laughs) Who's the psycho that holds the camera for you? Right. That's a great question. I'm assuming everyone just lets you win because they enjoy breathing. (laughs) Solid squad, a real murderer's row of talent. And then finally, what are you going to call your team, OJ? The real killers. This might have been the best yet. It might have been the best yet. But it was so, it was set up, right? Because fantasy football does, you, you got to pick a defense, right, in there? Yes. And, yeah. of course, you know, At that was going to pop up his. Yeah. Maybe the greatest defensive team of all time. That group that had him. If it doesn't fit, you must have quit. Right. Man. I like the, uh, earlier we had a text right when we started, it says how they get, you know, the draft order and say they pick names out of a glove. We have our own in this one. Yeah, no, we got people getting How creative. How is Joe talking about anyone's head size? Well, that's true. I told you, the great line, man. He's doing that Monday night football game, and one of the smart asses on my team, he's there with us the night before we practice. We're out on film. They used to come out back then. They didn't meet you in, in the hotel. They came out and watched practice and, and kind of, I don't know So this guy's going, OJ, OJ, over, come here, man. So, you know, he, he's a good guy, good guy. He came over, one of the veteran guys go, damn, OJ. I just wanted to see your head next to this guy over here. You guys got two of the biggest ass heads I've ever seen. Oh. And uh, and then they were going. So now three or four guys are standing there going, no, 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 hell no. OJ's got him. OJ's got Joe by a good size. Really? That's that's actually a shocker. Kid, you got no. a big ass head too, man. No, no, but he's got a huge noggin. OJ, uh, d- hey, OJ, did you have Chick-fil-A for snacks at your draft? Oh. OJ, who's your favorite band? The Killers. Yeah, the band The Killers. Is- yeah, the Riptide. Yeah. Maybe he'll show up and he likes it. Don't his say crew. That. I don't think he's allowed in the state, is he? <laughs> I think they already said they didn't want him to come here. Then we had our normals. But you know what? Can't People, believe you're doing OJ stuff. OJ has We're a good obviously, team. we're sick, we're racist. Right. We don't care about the environment. We don't, we, animals. Animals. Right. Don't, don't forget that. bad. My dog's not safe. Right. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Nick Chubb was still around in the third round. OJ's playing in a four-team league. I think it's more than four teams. OJ's playing alone. No, there's people. Did you see the article? I think it was. Was it the big lead? Yeah, they were trying to figure out who was in the league. Who was in? They wanted to know, like, who who are these guys that are hanging? Yeah. Well, it happens all the time in a fantasy draft. Like, you you go up and you make your pick, and there'll be like the guy picking a few picks after you, or the pick after you. Like, oh damn, you just stole my pick. Right. You don't steal OJ Simpson's pick. No. You didn't have to ask OJ. That's why all those guys were on the board in the fourth and fifth rounds. OJ, you like Chubb? I do. All right, he's off the board. Hey, I, I guess we know this, too, since he just is doing this uh, Twitter stuff almost every day now. We, we we realize that he doesn't care and understands that people are taking major shots at him, trolling him like crazy, and he doesn't care, right? We get that now, Wood? Oh, there, there's no question, man. He got like thousands of comments on this yeah. thing, and the ones that I read are, I mean, they're again, they're like safe for the air, kind of. There's a lot of... And there's not a lot that's safe for the air anymore. We're living in a... Cr- Can you stop that damn music? I love that music. I just play it because it annoys like you. It's the only there. reason to play it. <laughs> Gosh, man. I, was, I kept it off, and I was like, when is he going to say something about oh, that? It drives me nuts, man.
Can I tell you something crazy? Sure. I've never told you this. I don't like scary movies. My wife and daughters would sit and watch like the scariest stuff. And when you don't it comes like it? Out. They'd even go to the movies to watch it. Wow. Well, interesting. Just don't. You're just not a big, you know, scared, scary movie guy. Where they turn the music up and a guy yeah, comes jumps out, out and starts yep. stabbing somebody, you know, a little kid that was left at home. That I just don't like. Oh, that's don't a like terrible that movie, stuff, man. Yeah, movie well, you know what I'm saying, or yeah. the that's whole family. That was really dark. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm movie. saying. I'm just not, not big on that. OJ's stuff. got a killer squad. OJ's a cutthroat. See, OJ's, now we got people OJ's trying to OJ's famous jump in. rock and roll bassist, Jack Blade. What's just going on? Oh, and someone said, oh, wow, Chick-fil-A, man, that's dark. Yeah, that was a good text someone sent him. Right. What was Chick? Like C-H-I-C-K and then filet, F-I-L-E-T. Yes. yes. Like, let's move on and yeah, good cho- good, go to good break job. here before it is. we- What did he say about being crazy as a hoot owl? Isn't that what he said in the beginning? That was a good one. I got to start using that. Bro, can you turn that well, off I was seriously? Play you into the break here with the music. <laughs> no, I don't need that. Like, that should I'm be good. our end music every day. <laughs> Joe Rose and those guys always good in the mornings here at five sixty. The Joe WQAM, and it seems like OJ Simpson always at least interesting on Twitter. Go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at five sixty WQAM, and while you're at it, give me a follow at Dan Day Radio. Up next, Dan Lebetard. He and his team. Oh, they're doing it all for the hair, plus they're handing out some nominations for awards. Keep it tuned. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Round two of the Best of the Joe Show, where we run back the best audio you've heard over the past 24 hours at this radio station. I'm Dan Day, and one of the other Dans that works at this station, Dan Lebetard, was on earlier. He had an interview with Mets pitcher Noah Syndergaard. They talked Game of Thrones, all the gloves and bobbleheads he has. Binge-watching recommendations lately. I've been watching on Netflix, Basketball or Nothing, and QB1. Tate Martell's in that one. Hmm, see how that goes. Also, what do they have for charity? And if you're doing it, why not help with the hair? Not done yet, though. Noah Syndergaard sticks around and talks about the magic that comes from the Mets, and oh yeah, some Suey Award nominations. But I know him as an accomplished actor who has been in Kevin Can Wait and Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, Noah Syndergaard with us on ESPN Radio. Uh, can you explain to us, and thank you for joining us, can you explain to us your level of excitement in being uh, an unnamed Lannister Spearman in an episode of Game of Thrones and how you felt generally about the last season? Uh, first of all, hey, guys. Um, thanks for that introduction. I'm just working on increasing the amount of series I have on my IMDb account. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a great time going over there and, and filming for, for Game of Thrones. It's uh, one of my favorite shows, but to be quite honest, I haven't even watched uh, the last episode of the final season. I was just kind of, uh, ain't me to say it, but disappointed a little bit. Wow, so you didn't yeah. even finish it off after being all excited to be on Game of Thrones. They uh, they neutered your spirit. Your joy was gone, and you just gave up on the last season. I don't know, I'm immediately regretting telling you that right now. But <laughs> it is newsworthy. I guess uh, the secret though. What went wrong? Like, what was the problem? Like, Yeah, what everyone thought went wrong. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, I just... Kinda, you guys spot on. I kind of lost my spirit a little bit with it. Noah, how many gloves do you have, and what are their names? Well, that was from way back in the day, probably 2015, 2016, when I was still at Rawlings. I uh, would put characters of my favorite TV shows on my gloves. I had a a Rick Grimes, who I was really into Walking Dead, but I stopped (laughs) watching Walking Dead after season four when it just got really repetitive. (laughs) And then I had... uh, 
what else I have? Tyrion Lannister and also uh, an all-black Jon Snow glove, which is pretty cool. I don't know where those are at right now, to be honest. I think they were stolen from me. Really? Wow. What happened there? Was Heisenberg stolen? Oh, I had a Heisenberg one, too. Yeah, good, uh, <laughs> good memory. <laughs> good memory. <laughs> Your gloves. Yeah, but so did, did all you, my gloves are Nike now, and they just say Thor on it. So how, I moved on. It was just a phase. How many of the Marvel comic uh, Thor bobbleheads do you and your family own? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I personally don't own any. I, I, I don't really care for that much stuff. Um, or for that, really, but my mom is obsessed with just giving them away to relatives. Um, do you have uh, anything that you would recommend our audience as a television critic, who admittedly is a bit of a quitter if a show falls apart on him? Uh, <laughs> do you have anything you're binge-watching these days that you would recommend to the audience? Um, I'm, I just started season two of Succession. Um, I think it's a great show. Um, I'm all caught up on Billions. That's unbelievable. And I started watching uh, The Righteous Gemstones. I think that's only on the uh, second episode. Uh, so Bill, that's pretty promising. Billy's got some thoughts for you on that. He was uh, He's saying it's very dark. Thor, are you going to give up on it? Because my wife gave up on it after one episode, but I wanted to stick it out, and I was pleasantly surprised by kind of the twist that we ran into in the second episode. Now, I was thinking that it was going to be a straight-up comedy where they were just going to be in costumes, dressed as preachers, whatever. But it's taken a dark turn, and it it's a very kind of very bad things feel to it. Like, it's a dark comedy, I feel like. I haven't seen the, the second episode with Oh, you have to watch definitely it. playing with an interesting <laughs> plot and, like, a premise behind the story or this the show. But I'm interested to see where it's going to go. Do me a favor. When do you pitch uh, again? I haven't seen the second episode yet, so no spoilers yet. When do you pitch again? Tomorrow. Okay. Tonight? In between, you know what? Actually, when you're pretending to take score of the game, have an iPad out there and watch the episode. It's a quick one. It's not an hour. This one's only a 30 minute episode. You're going to see a twist right at the beginning of this episode and you're going to get hooked. I'm gonna, you think I'm going to give up that easily? Have you? Uh, uh, I'll give it a shot. Have you ever done anything when you're supposed to be scoring the game? Uh, pitchers are still doing that the day before? Is that something we're still doing? I don't know what this scoring the game is. I haven't charted a game since I was in the minor leagues, and now everything's so data-driven and automated with TrackMan and all the stat cast. Like, I don't even know if they're still doing that in the minor leagues. Hitters for the previous day, yeah, we, have a, we strategize a game plan based on hitters' tendencies and, and weaknesses. Noah Syndergaard with us on ESPN Radio. He's with us on behalf of Great Clips. For more information on their back-to-school fundraising campaign, visit greatclips.com. What's the backstory on this, Noah? How did you you get involved? Is it because you have wonderful flowing hair? Um, I just think it's a great cause. You know, Great Clips is trying to raise $400,000 by September 8th by just simply checking into the, the, the app that they use. It's just a, a really exciting program. And, uh, you know, started at the beginning there. Or sorry, end of summer. It's just an exciting time. No, what's the most? I didn't realize, and I'm a Met fan, I didn't realize that you were a weight room freak. I did not realize that at all. What's the most impressive thing you think you've done in the weight room? The most impressive thing I've done in the weight room? I, it's just really all for show, to be honest. It's all for show? Because, <laughs> I, I, because we've no, got... Joking. No, I mean, I just have a strong work ethic. I want to play the game as long as I possibly can and... and play at the highest level, so uh, I just want to check all the boxes, you know? Well, much of your strength comes from your lower body, so I guess he was sort of asking you, what do you squat, what do you deadlift, what do you, you know, what kind of numbers can you throw up there? I mean, I, don't, I haven't squatted in a long time, and the last time I did squat heavy, it might have been 450, but it's probably why my body's so jacked up now and why I have to take so many precautionary measures to make sure that I'm able to step on the field every day. Um, right now, I'm kind of shifted my training mentality to a more functional 
based method, more like tri bar deadlifts and uh, single leg work. Were you doing it wrong before? Is that what you're saying? That the way that you were doing it before was no, just... I just don't think uh, there's this a lot more risk for reward. There's really not a whole lot of point of trying to squat 450 pounds. Uh, right now, I just try to take a little weight off the bar and try to move it as fast as possible. You know? No, less than trying a month. To be explosive, trying to be athletic. Uh, less than a month ago, you were in the middle of of all these trade deadline rumors. Uh, I'm wondering how you were feeling during that time, and, and looking back, do you think you came close to being traded? Um, I really have no clue. You know, uh, the media kind of creates what it wants to, so who knows? You'd have to ask the Mets front office on that one. I'd like to think that um, it's all just a hoax, and I'm going to be a Met for a long time. What's your go-to karaoke song? Noah Syndergaard has uh, thrown a couple back, and he's uh, he's pointing right now. At uh, at the karaoke song on the machine, and what's he going to there? I don't know, probably something about Hollow Notes. Oh, oh nice. no, get out of here! Nice, you are old school. I, I don't even it. understand. Aren't you too young to have Nolan Ryan as a role model? I don't even understand how Nolan Ryan is your role model. Pretty simple, flame throwing badass. Who doesn't want to be that? <laughs> <laughs> but I, but you weren't watching him as a kid, were you? What he was like forty six when you were a kid? I don't think I don't think so. Maybe. I can't remember. <laughs> Great. What is uh, the go-to hot sauce? The hot sauce that everyone in our audience needs to try because Noah Syndergaard is a hot sauce aficionado. You want to know hot sauce? Yeah, That's we right. want to talk hot sauce, That's man. Right. I want to talk hot sauce. You love hot sauce. I've we been want to told talk hot you're sauce. good at hot sauces. That you've got. That, um, that you've, no, you're not good at hot sauces. I would say more of a, a salsa guy, like Tex-Mex typical salsa. I can't really put a, a name on it. There's a place back home in Arlington called Mercado Juarez. It's killer salsa. I love this guy. I do too. He's awesome. Have you ever been on the mound and someone's threatening to charge you and, you, and you're just like, I wish you would. Come get this smoke. <laughs> uh, no, there hasn't been uh, that opportunity yet. Or are things happening at City Field? Are things happening at City Field? Yeah, because I maintain like there is a com- special field to this team. He keeps coming in here and saying things are happening. Uh, listen, there is a special feel to this team. I think you guys are going to make it to the playoffs. I think if you make it to the playoffs, no one wants to face you in the playoffs because of you, DeGrom, and the rest of that pitching staff. And I just feel like this is a special team. And things, special things are happening to this special team at City Field. Am I right? Yeah, things are definitely starting to feel a little... Year, you know, because we're celebrating the like 50 year anniversary of the Miracle Mets, and when they had that celebration on the field, we were really bad at that time, and now we're we did what we were supposed to do and beat up on the, the weaker team starting the the second half, and really put ourselves in a good position to to really make a run at this thing. And just I think we have the perfect blend of veteran leadership and youthful talent like Pilonzo and J.D. Davis, Jeff McNeil. Uh, Rosario is killing it right now, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, we just got to continue to play good baseball. Again, he's with us on behalf of Great Clips. For more information on their back-to-school fundraising campaign, visit greatclips.com. Thank you, Noah, for being on with us. We appreciate it, sir. No, thanks for having me, guys. Let's get to <laughs> uncomfortable moments. This is a monster category. And now, the Suey nominees for Most Uncomfortable Moment. The awkward ending to the Nick Offerman interview. Nick, thank you for, uh, so much for being on with us. Really enjoy your work. Oh, thanks for having me. Have a great day. Dan calls Reese Davis a traffic cop. Oh, no. This reasonable <laughs> professional traffic cop doesn't understand that it's better as maximum gas bag. Man, I'm going to tell, tell you something. 
I, I will put my hands on you if you call me traffic cop again. I am not a fan of that phrase. Oh, oh yes! Yes! Wow, we've got an insanely angry Reese Davis. I did not know that such a thing existed. I, 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 what I meant by traffic cop, I did not mean. I, look, man, you're a sergeant. You can be the said it again. You can be the police chief if you want to be. What I meant is that usually you're not the one giving the strong opinions. You're you're orchestrating. You're you're keeping easy, Dan. Easy, Dan. Reese is the sheriff. What are you talking about, man? No, you know I try to pick my spot. And see what you guys do to me. See, see what you've done already. You got me. You got me. This, uh, you know, bombastic, overreacting guy. That's not me. <laughs> that's all I meant by traffic cop. Is that you're not? I know. Bombastic. Stop okay, stop saying it. Stop saying it. I'm the sheriff. The all right, sheriff. The sheriff. Dan tells Rosie Perez, "No one can understand what she's saying." If people want to help you and a hundred roofs dot org, what are they helping with? What we're doing is um, I partnered with uh, Heart 9-11. They are the first responders after that tragic day on 9-11 in New York City. And they've been down there since last September, down in Puerto Rico, helping to rebuild and recover. So every every dollar that you send to 100roofs.org helps to rebuild. It costs $5,000 each roof because of certain regulations that they have have to adhere to. So it's a great cause, and we partnered with Heart 9-11, and today I'm brave, and my friend is Rodriguez. I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Tony Loeffler is uh, Y2 for Connecticut Oscar and Latour Copter de la Royal Society for Canelo Alvarez. They're going to announce it, I think, um, later on, maybe during the fight. They gave a substantial, substantial donation to 100 News Network. And so I just want to thank them. They're going to be so angry at me that I said it on your show, but I don't care. Thank you, Rosie. We will catch up uh, with you again. Uh, you don't have to worry about. About, uh, them and getting in trouble with them, though, because nobody understood what you Because the phone line. It's not because of your accent. Line, right? yeah. It's not because of your accent. It's because of the phone line. It was hard to hear because of the phone line. Dan and Keegan-Michael Key have terrible timing. Yeah, 30 straight minutes of it. The Predator. Just... The Predator. I'm, like, I'm, I'm still catching my breath, too. Do you remember? Is, what... I, I, here's what I'm afraid of now, Sugat. Gary Busey gets mad at Dan. The word change. Chapter 9. Don't give away the whole book, Gary. Gary, you're not going to give reasons. I mean, if you keep giving away the whole secrets of the book, I, go ahead with change. But if you keep giving away all the Buseyisms, why is anyone going to buy Buseyism? I'm sorry I yelled at you. Gary Busey with us on ESPN Radio. You mentioned the, the visit to the other side. Um, I, I'm remiss if I don't ask a follow-up there. Can, what details can you give us from that out-of-body experience? Read the book. It's in the book. <laughs> Wait a minute. So are all these Buseyisms. I was just talking to you about it, and you interrupted me. I'm so sorry. I, I'm sorry. I don't know what that's about. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted you. Please continue. About what? <laughs> What's your question? What do you want to know? The out-of-body experience and the, the visit to the other side. Well... It's hard to explain something to someone who hadn't been there or has no idea what it's like. Greg Cody's hard network out talking about his tumor. I just want to give you a sample of what Greg Cody sounded like, which set us all off in a panic, everyone except for Greg Cody, because he's old and he's stubborn and he refuses to go to the doctor. <laughs> so that's what you sounded like for the better half of a month now. Me, yeah. Dan, everyone. We told you repeatedly to go to the doctor. You ignored us. You finally uh, went to the doctor, and the results of your visit to the doctor were, were what? Yeah. After several tests, um, they found a tumor in my chest. Uh, it's Dan, Stu, and Greg Cody on ESPN Radio.
Sugar Ray Leonard wanting to fight Stugatz. You're the godfather to Khloe Kardashian. Are you involved? Like, that That world is crazy. It seems crazy from over here. You know what? I've, I've known the Kardashians, those kids, from day one. And they are my grandkids. And so what do you make of what's happening with them in America right now, where uh, ev- they are at the height of fame? I'm happy for them. Are we talking boxing guys or what? Oh, you didn't want to talk about that. See, I didn't realize that. Is that but he's my right. It's opportunity. He's their grandfather. It's opportunity. They're making a ton of money. And like any grandfather, he's happy because he doesn't give them any money anymore. Hey, Stu, how tall are you? I am, uh, I'm 5'8 on a good day. I want to see you, man. Oh, oh, he's threatening a fight with you. Is Are, he threatening absolutely. a fight? Absolutely. Oh, wait, no. Sugar Ray, I didn't ask the <laughs> Kardashian yes, question. He's a grandfather, and he, you said boxing was dead, and then you asked those damn Kardashian questions that have upset him so much. Right, but you're right. All right. How tall are you, Sugar Ray? I'm, I'm a shot. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. Your grandfather, Sugar Ray, will put some lumps in your head for talking I'm that drink, way about I'm, the Kardashian. Guys, I'm drinking coffee right now, so I'm revved up, okay? All right. Yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, the broadcast. Get away from the Kardashians. <laughs> Noah Syndergaard, that guy has got some good hair. My toupee looks pretty good, but his is top notch. Major league long hair. Also, those awkward radio moments are always gold. You know who else is always gold? Steven A. Smith. He's getting fired up, and is he taking this side of the NFL owners? We'll find out next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. I'm Dan Day, and are you ready for some football? The two teams I grew up loving and watching, the Dolphins and the Saints, going to square off in preseason week four this coming Thursday. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock. Our pregame starts at 4 o'clock. We'll have postgame all here at 560 The Joe WQ. A.M. Stephen A. Smith, he's ready for some football, maybe even a little ready for more football than you'd expect. Listen here. And one of the things the owners obviously want to do and want to do desperately is invoke an 18-game regular season. Once upon a time, it was 14. Then it became 16. Once upon a time, it was 16 with no breaks. Then it became 16 with a week break. So it was 16 games to 17 weeks. So every single team got a week off during a regular season. Now they won 18 games. And you've got a whole bunch of people out there who are strong, strong adversaries to such a notion. They get on the NFL. You're preaching about the importance of safety. Yet you're talking about subjecting these dudes to more violent confrontations with their bodies because you've got two additional games on the docket. The NFL owners came back a few months ago, John. Remember, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, where they talked about, well, you know what? You can have the 18 games. But the players can still be allowed to play 16 games. In other words, you got reserves that could play those other two games. You can implement and incorporate them throughout the season where you can ensure that on a 53-man roster, maybe you extend the roster a little bit more to 60 or 65 or 70 players, and you've got additional bodies that are playing those two games to ensure that no player plays more than 16 regular season games as an individual. But as a team, we still have an 18 game regular season. I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. I've read up on CTE. I've heard folks going back and forth, comparing one thing to another, speaking out about one thing or another. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I got it. And I understand safety's an issue. And I'm certainly not a proponent of exposing players to things that would endanger them even more so than they're already endangered. But I will tell you this, that idea by the owners, that ain't a bad damn idea. I got to tell you that. I mean, listen, first of all, 
I'm a strong proponent of getting rid of those damn four regular season, pre, uh, so, those four preseason games. I think they should be maxed out at two. That's number one. Number two, I'm a proponent of more games actually counting because I certainly don't want the regular season shortened. We don't need those preseason games. Now, preseason games are for the coaches more so than it's for everybody else. You got OTAs. You got training camp. Stands to reason that you got plenty of time considering that the NFL job is a 24-7 proposition. You have plenty of opportunity, plenty of opportunity to make sure players are in tip-top condition. Since you're watching them like Hawks throughout the year, you might give them a few weeks off, and with the exception of that, you got them participating in OTAs. You got to participate in the training camp. Get rid of the two preseason games. Limit it to a max of two. Then after that, get your 18-game season and definitively restrict players as individual players to 16 games. You can't appear in but 16 regular season games. Extend the damn roster to about 70, 65, 70 people. Extend it. That's more jobs available for a team during the regular season. More jobs available to players, that is. Not to mention the fact that you're still ensuring guys are only subjected to 16 games a year. While doing so, you give the fans an additional extra two regular season games. I don't mind it. I actually like it. I like the notion of 18. I don't like the notion of guys playing 18 regular season games. But do I like the notion of 18 regular season games with every player on the roster restricted to 16 games? Yes. You know why? Not just for the players. I want to see the genius on the part of the coaches. So the coaches going to look at the schedule. You know how they try to deny every game counts. Everybody's the same. Liars. So in other words, you playing. You're New England, and you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers one week. You're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the next. You're playing the Detroit Lions or the Arizona Cardinals the next. Or the Oakland Raiders the next. I'm bringing up all the cellar dwellers. You're playing them next. You try to tell me it's the same? Let me tell you something right now. I say go for it. That's what I say. I say absolutely positively go for it because I think it's worth entertaining. I don't know about the rest of y'all, John. What do you think? 18 regular season games, but restrict each player to 16 appearances. We will witness the coaches try to formulate their roster. We will witness what games they play who. So guess what? Tom Brady only plays 16 games. So what's the two games he's getting off? Aaron Rodgers is only playing 16 games. What's the two games he's getting off? All right, why? 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 You don't feel that way? You don't feel this team is that much of a threat compared to that other team, Coach? Coach LeFleur? You don't feel that way? I want to see that. Le'Veon Bell, you playing for the New York Jets. Hey, man, it's great. It's good seeing you going up against New England. And I got to look at your schedule to see if Pittsburgh's on your schedule. But it's good seeing you going up against their teams. But suddenly, Le'Veon Bell ain't available to go against the Buffalo Bills. I wonder why. See, those kind of things. You see the intrigue, John? You see what I'm getting at? It's the intrigue of it all. Because what games you going to play and what games you going to sit them at? What re- is rest the reason? Is there safety one reason? Or is it that you don't respect the opponent? If I'm, if I'm sitting there and I'm Big Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin decides to sit me down against the Jacksonville Jaguars, is it because the game is meaningless? Or is it because Josh Allen has joined Calais Campbell and the crew and I don't need those monsters coming at my boy? Or I'm a bench him against Cleveland, which would never happen. And I got Miles Garrett and, and, and Sheldon Richardson and those boys coming at me. I got to be careful. Olivia Vernon, I got to be careful. See, I like this. It could be very, very intriguing. So with all of those things, all of those potential storylines in place, I want to state for the record, I am a total proponent of an 18-game season that limits every single player to only 16 games. You got to insert and incorporate reserves into the mix. We got to see what they're made of. 
All of that stuff matters. All of it. And I got to tell you, I love it. I love the idea of it. I really do. What about y'all? Hey, for the 18 game season, though, you say you was a. Uh... You know, you was for the 18 games. What about the fans, though? When you bring your son to the game and he's a big Ben fan, he's sitting out that game. I'm sorry, he's a what? You're a big, you're a Ben Roethlisberger fan, and that game he's sitting out. But you bring your son, that's the only game y'all can make it to. I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. That's something that's worthy of taking into consideration. But I got news for you. All the intel that we get about the NFL fan base is that folks can't get enough of football. They don't give a damn who's playing. You got preseason games. Um, uh, uh, outrating, uh, you know, in terms of ratings and stuff like that, outrating baseball games, outrating some basketball games, for crying out loud. You know, when that kind of stuff is going on, that ain't about a particular athlete. That's about the sport and it establishing itself at a, as an event. And when you take that into consideration, I think that's what you can't ignore. And that's what I'm paying attention to. All right, well, appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot. Let's go to Charles. You're live with Stephen A. What's up, Charles? Continue and discontinue my work out at Malibu, and I'm looking at your show. What I was calling about being a former player in, 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 in the NFL myself, I have a problem with 18 games sure. because it's all about, let me finish, Steve. It's all about the money versus the players' bodies and conditioning. Then it was something you said this morning when you had a good friend of mine on your show in Keyshawn Johnson, who kind of kept it politically correct. And I hear you say from time to time on your show that you like to keep it real. Well, I'm going to be for real with you, my man. Bottom line is this. The game has changed. As far as these quarterbacks, Luck and all them, they have been plugs. He was a plug at Stanford. The game has changed. These brothers are not going to stand back there and take that punishment. If you're not opening your route at the time, I'm leaving. I'm not going to take that punishment. As far as Tom Shady goes, as you guys think is the greatest Tom Brady, they ought to be an abstract by his name because they changed the game for him where you couldn't breathe on him or paint matting. There were guys in our locker room that was passing their head around. Who's going so, to so, knock so, him so, out so, first? So, Let me finish, so, No, 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 me... no, no, sir. This is my show. Don't tell me let you finish. I can't just let you go on and talk, talk, talk like it's your show. It's my show. So if I got a question, I'm going to interrupt you because I want to gain knowledge from what you're saying. So allow and show me the respect on my show to work work with me and answer my question. You're talking and you 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 brought up what guys are not going to take. Then you brought up Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. You you know you're all over the place. So I'm trying to reel you back in. At the end of the day, are you saying that you shouldn't have an 18 game because of the punishment? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that at correctly. And let me be very very clear. I'm going to use your quote. Yes. Because you know why? If a guy gets hurt during the preseason, that's going to cost him money if he can't Stop right there. For Stop right. I'm yeah. glad you said that. Stop right there. You're acting as if I'm saying force the players. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're a player and you're negotiating something, keep in mind because evidently you didn't listen to my point. I said I'm a proponent of 18 games, not of players playing 18 regular season games. So in other words, you take a 53-man roster. Okay, Charles? You elevate it to 65 to 70. And you make sure that no individual player plays more than 16 game regular season games. So there are games where you're going to see some subs incorporated because it's not just about the players. Now I'm looking at a coach's strategy. All right, I might play this player this game, or I might sit him this game, or I might sit somebody that game. I might incorporate this guy with the starters for this game. I might incorporate this unit with this unit for this game, et cetera, et cetera. You're not just looking at the players. You're looking at the coaches strategize over the course of 18 games, but you're not forcing 
every individual player to play more than 16 regular season games. That is my proposal. What's wrong with that as it pertains okay. to danger? So then let me ask you this, Steve, and it's an open-end question. Are you for the 18 games, yes or no? Yes, but not players playing all 18 games. I'm a proponent of increasing the roster, having an 18-game regular season, getting rid of two preseason games, and ensuring and mandating that no player plays in more than 16 regular season games. Yes, I'm an advocate of that. Now let me ask you this. Is that beneficial for the NFL, yes or no? I think so. I think it's beneficial. Oh. I think it's beneficial for the players too. You said that, Steve. I'm not trying to cut you short. I'm just trying to reconnect it what you're saying. We're on the same page to a certain limit. As a professional, I didn't go to camp because I didn't feel I'd had to. Okay. My job was during the season like McDonald did. As a player in so long, you know, I just couldn't go for that nowadays. I just couldn't. All right. That's just my opinion. You I understand? Got you. I'm not here to fight with you to try to tell you how to. This is your job. This is what you do. But I know what I did and what I still do. But I'm, I'm just, just but what I'm saying to you is, is what I'm saying, I, I got to run. I appreciate the call. But what I'm challenging you on is your comprehension of what I said. Because you're saying, you're acting like I'm a proponent of guys playing 18 games. No, I'm a proponent of increased rosters, increased money for the players, an 18-game schedule, but not allowing them to play more than 16 regular season games. That way those additional players can be incorporated into the mix and you can have guys playing. You can mix them in with the starters. You can switch them up. You can do a lot of things. I think we'll learn more about players. I think we'll learn more about coaches and how they strategize and how they'd work their way around it. And if it's no additional punishment to the body, but there's more additional players, there's more additional players being employed and therefore more money for the players. I have no problem with it whatsoever. That's just me. You can hear Stephen A. Smith giving you a piece of his mind and chopping it up with callers weekdays from 1 to 3 right here. And for more information about everything surrounding the radio station and how you can download podcasts for free and stream us live, go to our website, wqam.com. Also on Twitter, at 560WQAM. Give me a follow, at Dan Day Radio. We're keeping an eye on that Storm Dorian. Ooh, we do seem to be in her path. We're just going to keep an eye on it. We're going to stay positive. We're going to be happy. We're going to live that Miami lifestyle, and hopefully everything will be all right. Of course, everything's going to be all right because tomorrow we got more great Joe Rose show in the morning, Dan Lebetard, Stephen A. Smith, Hawkman and Crowder. Then at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, back right here with you for the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.